Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, check it out. I hate Monday night doubleheaders. I don't hate them because, like, I don't like football because clearly I do. I hate Monday night doubleheaders but because they've tried to, like, they've tried to help the situation by starting the games a little bit apart, a little bit apart so now that they, they overlap. So I find myself having to, you know, try to watch both at the same time. And I just don't like splitting my my viewing when I don't have to. It, it's to me in in, in all honesty, it's Monday night is is the the last little uh that we have of football inside of us from the week that you're pulling out. So whenever there's more than one game, it gets a little bit problematic. But last night, there were two games and two really good quarterback performances. One was from Josh Allen with the Bills, who continues to um, come out the gate firing on all cylinders. Um didn't have the two turnovers that he had last week. So that's a good thing. Don't give me the, oh, well, those are not his fault. Um, He did it. It's him. So it's his fault. Like, I don't understand how we arbitrarily decide when we want to give blame to a quarterback for throwing an interception. Like, if you throw an interception, you threw the interception. I don't really particularly care about how it became an interception because you don't care when it's certain quarterbacks. If every quarterback got that same treatment, then I would care. But I don't because everybody, every quarterback doesn't get that same treatment. So if a ball skips off a wide receiver's hands and a quarterback threw it, that's the quarterback's interception. Because when Josh Allen does it and you guys go, oh, my gosh, Josh Allen should not quarterback, quarterback interception shouldn't be a statistic for the quarterback when when the quarterback throws in and runs off his foot, off the, off the wide receiver's fingers. But then when Jameis Winston do, does it, you go, same old Jameis Winston. I go, you guys are, are, are clearly playing with two different decks, and I don't like it. You know what I did like, though, other than Josh Allen's performance um, in the game? I really love Justin Hurt. I mean, Justin. <laughs> I really love Jalen Hurts' performance. Jalen Hurts. Let's just remind you all who Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts is a guy who came into Alabama as a five-star prospect who was so good that he supplanted seniors, guys who were in the program at quarterback. He made them, he made them dispensable. He it was one of the first times I can remember where a head coach who normally gives the nod to the elder statesman, the guy who's been in the program, said, nah, we're going this different way. Remember when Jalen Hurts got to Alabama, who his offensive coordinator was. It wasn't any of these stiffs that have come after him who, um, for lack of better terms, didn't know how to mold and meld an offense around a quarterback. It was Lane Kiffin. 
And you can say what you want about Lane Kiffin, but one thing we know about Lane Kiffin is Lane Kiffin understands how to get the most out of the talent of the quarterback that he has. And he did that. And Jalen Hurts was phenomenal as a freshman. Took them all the way to the brink as a freshman at Alabama. Ran it back as a sophomore at Alabama. Then as a junior at Alabama, as a junior at Alabama, when he was working with a new offensive coordinator because Lane Kiffin had moved on to Florida Atlantic, when he was working with a new system, with a system that wasn't predicated on feeding to his, his best elements, to his best features, you know what happened? He fell off. He fell off. You know why? Because they were trying to do things with Jalen Hurts that he had never done. They were trying to do things with Jalen Hurts that didn't fit his skill set the best. You know whose skill set it fit perfectly? The guy behind him. And in steps to a Tagovailoa, who has a couple errant us, and then throws the pass of all passes on a broken coverage by Georgia, where if they don't break coverage, they have their first, they have their first national championship in God knows how long. But they did. They broke coverage. He ends up the star, and then next year takes the job from Jalen Hurts. The same Jalen Hurts that sat back and said, you know what, it's cool. I'll do what I have to do. Because Jalen Hurts was. So because Jalen Hurts is, and, and, and yes, Jerome Parham, I still like Winston. He's not a bust. He had a bad game. You want me to name off the other quarterbacks in the NFL that threw three interceptions last night? Or yesterday, because Kirk Cousins just threw three interceptions last night. Nobody's saying he's a bust. Remember, Jameis Winston the week before brought his team back. Awesome, awesome play. No interceptions. And he didn't have three um, three broken bones in his back. I digress. But thank you for um, tuning in, Jerome. I love you, too. Jalen Hurts then had to go and deal with being the backup, he had to deal with being the backup to a guy who he probably still felt he was better than, who he brought more dynamics to the table as a quarterback then. But he had to play his role, and he did. And every time he got in, you could see him maturing as a passer. I believe that year as a backup at Alabama, he completed over 70% of his passes. Nobody paid attention. Then we came to the SEC game. Tua gets hurt. Hurts comes in. Ball's out. They win the SEC. They go on to another national championship, national championship game. And then they get smoked because people found out that sometimes Tua doesn't know what to do when you make changes after the snap. And they took advantage of that because they went back to Tua, who was still not 100%. They went back to him. Hurts was done. Next year, Hurts goes over to Oklahoma. Lights the world on fire because he's Hurts. Throws the ball all over the place because he's good. Gets an invite as a gets an invite as a guy who is going to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. 
does all of this, then gets into the draft only to hear the same BS excuses that so many quarterbacks who look like him and play like him have heard in the past. All of the ridiculousnesses about can't read defenses and 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 trouble processing and arm strength and all this up. They told a guy who's an, who's an, who been trained as an Olympic power lifter that he can't he doesn't have strength, which is ridiculous. I never understood it, and people were like, "Oh, he should be a day three pick." Not even a day two pick. But the Eagles said, eh, we're going to take a chance. We're going to pick this guy in the second round, even though we have our $100-plus million man in Carson Wentz. Because they probably realized that that car had a little bit of damage on it. And it might be time to go. And we saw the fragility of Carson Wentz with how he handled Jalen Hurts being picked in the second round. The meltdown, the bad play, changed over. Hurts comes in, does well for a guy who's a rookie and being thrown into the fire, but they still didn't really show any loyalty. They benched him at one point at the end of the year to give some guy who's never going to play quarterback in the NFL a chance to play quarterback in the NFL. They did all of these things, and Jalen Hurts just kept working. And the next year, they made, they made Jalen Hurts the starter. But they said, oh, well, you know, he's a, he's got to manage well. And they always found reasons, excuses to – they always found reasons and excuses to, like, diss him, to downplay his his abilities, to, to, to look at him as he needed to be replaced. In the draft that year, every, everybody that had a mock draft not named Emory Hunt, any entity that had a mock draft – that wasn't footballgameplan.com's mock draft, had the Eagles taking a quarterback to replace Hurts, even though Hurts had taken a team with a $100 million quarterback and not, and not done anything, he took that team to the playoffs. Eagles didn't take a quarterback. They gave the, Hurts, they gave the reins to Hurts once again this year, and he – has performed like gangbusters. He has been balling out, not just as a rusher, all of you people that think, well, he's a runner and can't throw, not just as a rusher, as a passer. And he's not just going up against your also-rans. He's going up against teams that you people believe are playoff teams and balling. So how long does he have to wait for affirmation? How long before we can say he's arrived? Because I go back to Josh Allen. And when he struggled, when he struggled, nobody said he needed to be replaced. Nobody mocked another quarterback. Nobody said, oh, I don't know. When he started balling out, you immediately crowned him. Immediately. He didn't have to wait. When... When, when Justin Herbert came out and he's doing his thing, but he's not winning games, but he's putting up all these empty calorie stats, you crowned him immediately. You told us right now, he's good. He's great. Same thing with Joe Burrow. 
He's good. He's great. Even when they were not winning games, Jalen Hurts came into the NFL, started winning games. Now his statistics look like the other guy's statistics. How many of you people are still out there going, oh, I don't know about Hurts? This man has won big time every single place he has been, at every single level he has been at. Why in the world would you guys think he's not going to be successful here? You do know how talent works, right? If you're the most talented in high school, you go to college, there's other talented people there. Your talent might even out in college. But when you're the most talented in college and you go to the NFL, there's other talented people there. So your talent might even out. But here's the thing. If you were a boss in high school, the talent that was that was around you that you played against, that talent all went to college. So you were a boss in college. And then that talent all went to the NFL. Why would you think you wouldn't be a boss in the NFL? Some of these guys that you guys are saying are not going to be good or, 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 or limited. They're some of the hardest workers we've ever seen. Jalen Hurts got into the lab. Lamar Jackson got in the lab. Tua got in the lab. And he's making you all look like clowns. And I am here for it. I love it. I love it. And shout out to Jerome Parham, who is the number one hater of, of Jameis Winston I've ever seen in my life. Ignores all of the positive stats, only ever looks at the, um, the negative stats. I appreciate you, Jerome. Continue to hate on Wentz. There's always got to be somebody to keep someone humble. You can be that Wentz humbler. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you join me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe. Till next time. Peace.